Hey everybody, welcome to No Bones About Wrestling. I'm your host Asa, and I'm here as always with Kay Fabulous. Hey. And this is This Week in AEW. And we're going to get right to it with uh, some match results. What do you say about that, Kay? Sounds good. This is a big week. It's a big Grand Slam week. Big week for AEW, yeah. Uh, took out uh, the... Let's say took out. They you know, they were in the Arthur Ashe Center. Uh-huh. Big tennis center. So, ton of seats in so there. So, they took it out? No, I was... Okay, go ahead. I didn't mean to say that. Okay, it was a big, it was a big arena. So, uh, Dynamite, uh, night one of the Grand Slam, September 20th. New Japan Strong Openweight Champion Eddie Kingston pinned Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castagnoli to hold both belts now. Eddie Kingston does. He is the New Japan Strong Openweight Champion and the Ring of Honor World Champion. So pretty cool for Eddie Kingston has been on quite a roll here lately. Uh, Also, Chris Jericho pinned Sammy Guevara Ray Phoenix pinned AEW International Champion John Moxley to win the title. As a surprise, uh, AEW Women's World Champion Soraya pinned Tony Storm to keep her title. And in the main event, the AEW World Champion MJF beat Samoa Joe by technical submission, meaning he, he knocked him out with a sleeper hold. Uh, that was a pretty good show. Pretty good show. Mm-hmm. And then there was Rampage Grand Slam. Uh, same night, it was taped and broadcast on Friday. Sting and Darby Allen beat Christian and Luchasaurus in tag team action. Uh, in a, in a six-person tag match, FTW champion Hook teamed with TBS champion Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy, and they beat Angelo Parker, Anna Jay, and Matt Menard. For a shot at the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles at Wrestle Dream, the Righteous beat out Best Friends, The Kingdom, and The Hardy Brothers. The Righteous, big yeah. win for them. Uh, Julia yes. Hart beat Julia Hart beat Sky Blue by submission, continuing her winning streak. Mike Santana pinned Boulder, and in the main event, Adam Page and the Young Bucks, the Elite. Beat the Mogul Embassy, that's the team of Brian Cage, Bishop Khan, and Toa Leona, to win the Ring of Honor six-man tag team titles. Big win there for Page and the Young Bucks. And we had AEW Collision, of course, September 22nd. Uh, Christian beat AEW TNT champion Luchasaurus and Darby Allin in a triple threat match to become the AEW TNT champion. Uh, In tag team action, Rob Van Dam teamed with FTW champion Hook as they beat Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange. Uh, Julia Hart continued her winning streak, beating Kiara Hogan. Switchblade Jay White pinned Andrade El Idolo. AEW world tag team champions FDR successfully defended their titles against the Work Horsemen. And in great main event, in the main event, 
Brian Danielson beat Ricky Starks in a Texas death match. Oh, you didn't tell us your match <clears> of the night. Right. So, let me go back and tell you the match of the night. So, Dynamite Grand Slam, night one. Uh, match of the night. I gotta go with... I gotta go with MJF and Samoa Joe for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Rampage Grand Slam, uh, match of the night, had to be the main event as well. Adam Page and the Young Bucks beating the Mogul Embassy, yeah. And AW Collision, again, the main event. <laughs> I just picked the main event for all three. That usually is not how it goes, but for AW Collision, September 22nd, yeah, Brian Danielson beat Ricky Starks in a Texas death match. That was the match of the night. Uh, that was the match of the week, really. How many bones are you giving it? That, that match, uh, five bones. Wow. Yeah. yeah. On, on cable TV. Five I mean, bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great match. I have nothing. Wait, when you say on cable TV, are you giving it an extra boost because it was on cable TV? Maybe a little, but uh, just because they put it on cable TV. Mm-hmm. They put put a knockdown, drag out fight on on cable TV. It was five, five bones out of five. Just fantastic match. Both men... Uh, working their hardest and selling their hardest for each other and it was just a fantastic match. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about uh, about that match. Nothing nothing bad to say about it. Five bones. Alright. Terrific match. I enjoyed it very much. Alright, so let's get on to talking about what? Storylines. Storylines. Okay. Storylines. What do we got here? Okay. Uh, we're gonna kind of go in order here. Uh, we've got the Jack Perry and RVD thing. So, Jack Perry, remember originally he made some off-the-cuff comments of talking about how AEW wrestlers were, uh, or excuse me, talking about how, you know, he was he was talking shit is what he was doing. I'm trying to I was trying to put it in a different way, but he was talking shit is what he was doing. So about uh, ECW. Right, right about ECW, and uh, Jerry Lynn went and got Rob Van Dam uh, to shut his mouth, and so he did, and now Rob Van Dam is still around, and there's no Jack Perry in sight. He's still serving his suspension for the incident that happened. In London with CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you wonder, is, is Rob Van Dam sticking around? I hope so. He's, what is he, he's 52, I think, is how old he is. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that's correct. I could be wrong. That'd be cool if he's sticking around. I think he only wrestled because they were in Michigan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because he's from Michigan. Yeah. So I think it was just a, this is a big week. Let's bring in a big name. Have a big hometown match, you know? Yeah. 
You don't, so you think the RVD Jack Perry thing is finished? I think that was a one and done. Okay. Maybe at one point they had thought about it continuing, but at this point it would be weird for Jack Perry to come back and then all of a sudden yeah, picking it back up again. Yeah. It would seem weird. I hear you. So you you don't think RVD is, is going to keep showing up? No. No. Okay. I mean, maybe like occasionally for like special things, you know, like I know he's not wrestling, but just to use an example, like Arn Anderson. How he shows up periodically, like once a year, twice a year, maybe now, you know, like that. But but with him, but unlike Arn Anderson, I think RVD would would wrestle. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he's back more often. But it's cool to see him. His matches were very good. He did look very tired. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah, I'm sure Um, he is. Yeah, like he was giving it his all. yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, it didn't look, like, effortless like it used to yeah. for him. It used to be, he used to be the Michael Jordan of wrestling yeah, in that he was the best and flew around and it looked effortless. Yeah. But now he can still do his stuff, but he looks like it's taking its toll on him. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. I hear you. Well, I still enjoy watching him. So hopefully he, he still comes around now and again. All right, we got a messy feud going on. We have the newly crowned TNT champion Christian and uh, Luchasaurus, his you know big monster he has, and, and they're involved in a feud with Sting and Darby Allen and Nick Wayne. And so, where do you see this going from here? You know. Well, I actually didn't see Sting as, like, part of this feud until, like, the match that they just had, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, I think it's weird to have, like, three people on the good guy side and only two people on the bad guy side. Like, normally you don't have the good outweighing the bad or outnumbering the bad. Um, so, I don't know. I really appreciate all of the jokes that Christian makes about Nick Wayne's mom. I'm thoroughly enjoying that. Uh, Christian's a good heel. He's a great heel. I'm going to still not like him, but I, I do enjoy him as a heel. He's great. Yeah. He's, uh, he's definitely easy to hate. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And bring up everyone's dearly departed father, uh, It'll be interesting to see how you know where this goes. Are we are we heading towards a Nick Wayne Christian showdown? Is that you know what what's going to be the climax of this mm-hmm. feud? That's what I'm asking, really. What do you think? Is it Nick Wayne versus Christian? What what ends this? I think so. Nick Wayne versus Christian. Yeah. It has to be, doesn't it? Or some sort of tag something. I'm not, I'm not sure if tag like Nick Wayne and Darby so, versus Christian and Luchasaurus. We've seen it, we've seen haven't it, we? Yeah, but I mean that's not enough to do, close this do, story. If out. you do Nick Wayne versus Christian to close the story, is Christian winning or is Nick Wayne already getting a belt? Because he's fresh, you know. Mm-hmm. That's really soon to give him a belt. But are you going to end the story? No, Nick Wayne is going to win the feud, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, how's that going to work 
Yeah, he'll be the TNT champion, yeah. Give him the belt, yes. This belt that you were so big on its lineage and how it's more important than the international belt, you're going to give it to Nick Wayne? Yeah, give it to Nick Wayne, and then he has to take on, you know, wrestler, uh, he'll be a fighting champion and have to take on a different wrestler every week, and... You know, it's kind of like watching uh, Peter Parker as Spider-Man, you know? He has yeah. these he has these abilities, yeah. but he almost, like, doesn't understand all of his abilities yet. That's the kind of... That's the, such a great comparison. Oh, my god. That's kind of the, the sense I get from Nick Wayne, you know? Is that he does stuff, and sometimes he doesn't know how he did yeah. it, you know? He even kind of looks... Yeah, like, the look on his face is, like, that, like, bewildered look yeah. often. Yeah. Huh. What a great, what a great comparison. So, yeah, I'm kind of seeing these heel wrestlers as, you know, the villains coming after mm-hmm. him. And week by week, he gets by somehow. It's like, man, that was a close one. That was a close yeah. one, MJ. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's where I see this all going. That's That would be mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a good direction, I you think. You might have sold me on it with the Spider-Man thing. Uh Because it is really soon for him to get a belt. Especially when you think about all the people who've been putting in the work and haven't had belts in the company. Like Andrade. Yeah. Belts are for... I mean... Belts should have... Should have value. Yes. But also... Also, they can be used as props. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in this case, we'd be using it as a prop. Mm-hmm. If only there were more belts in AEW, then everyone could have one. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no more belts. <laughs> they, right. they may get to that. What else you got, storyline-wise? What else do I have storyline-wise? Let's see. So, we have... Jericho uh, splitting with Sammy, Sammy Guevara joining the Don Callis family, and Don Callis uh, leading Sammy Guevara now, Kanosuke Takeshita, and uh, Osprey. Mm-hmm. All of them. He's, he's amassing quite a, quite a roster of... of of bad guys here, isn't he? Mm-hmm. They have a very talented roster. Yeah, really. I mean, you got Will Ospreay on your side. Yeah, he's You're getting... Like pretty unstoppable. Yeah, he's getting the, the cream of the crop, so to speak. Uh, so this one, where do we see this going? You know, Chris Jericho definitely has to... has to get his win back, has to... I mean, he beat Sammy Guevara, but Sammy Guevara... Ended up making him look uh, look silly and beat the heck out of him. And well, are we gonna see Chris Jericho join forces with Kenny Omega? Like, is that where this is going? Oh, that was that was what it looked like. Uh, they say politics makes strange bedfellows. The same is true about wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, I think Jericho and Omega are going to team up on this. That's cool. That's yeah. a matchup I would not have expected to see. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
And so we'll, we'll see Jericho and Omega taking on Sammy, uh, Osprey, and Takeshita. Mm-hmm. And maybe who's a, who's a third face who could help? Do they need a third face? Well, they keep pulling in Ibushi, right? Isn't that his name? Yeah, Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe him, because it seems like it seems like now the Bucks and uh, Hangman have their own thing going on. So, well, I mean, they don't have a story; they just have belts now. Uh, oh, maybe the Dark Order is going to go after them for the trios belts. For the Ring of Honor trios, that's the six-man belts. That would be so exciting. Sorry, I just thought of that and got very excited. Um, back to what we were talking about. Uh, no, I can't. So that would be so awesome because they've had this long-going feud, the Dark Order and Adam Page, from their friendship falling apart. So that would be so awesome if now and then if the Dark Order wins and they get the belts. I know I changed the topic. Sorry, I got very excited. We're, back, talking, back to we're talking about Chris Jericho, yeah, and <laughs> Kenny Omega yeah, battling the Callus family, as we'll call it. Yeah, so I think Kota Ibushi is the best bet. Yeah. Because he's in the match with Kenny at Wrestle Dream, right? Well, you tell me. I don't know. You pull up the Wrestle Dream. Uh, we'll, take a, we'll definitely take a look at that later. Oh, okay. I mean, look for it now, but also we'll be looking at the Wrestle Dream card a bit later. But yeah, the Callus, you know, the we haven't seen a quote-unquote family in a, in a bit in wrestling, and it's, you know, we've talked about it, how we miss managers, uh, how they don't play, we just don't see them as, as often as we used to. Um, and so the Callis family is kind of reminiscent of the Heenan family. It used to be Bobby the Brain Heenan in WWE used to have his own family, his own, you know, squad of, of wrestlers who he led and, uh, had some, you know, great names go through there. You know, Rick Rude, Andre the Giant, such, Mm -hmm. I mean. Well, the match that we're getting... At Wrestle Dream is Chris Jericho and the Golden Lovers uh, versus the Callis family, so the three. I didn't realize that that had been made official. Yeah. I knew that Kota Ibushi and Omega had a match against the Callis family, but I didn't realize Jericho yeah, was officially yeah. added to it. Okay. So, so that's where it's going. Okay. Probably, mystery solved. Mystery solved, so that should be a good one. Uh. So, Julia Hart. Let's talk about her. Julia Hart getting the push. She got win. She got wins on Rampage. Who did she beat on Rampage? She beat Sky Blue. And on Collision, she beat Kiera Hogan. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's looking improved. She's still not what I would call, you know, a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. But she is improving. She's fighting a style that hides her. Uh, hides her. Her weaknesses. Her weaknesses. Well. Thank you. Her weaknesses mm-hmm. well. Uh, so that's cool. Whoever's putting together her matches is helping her out. Uh, is doing her favors. Mm-hmm. That's nice of them. 
Um, but yeah, what do you think about this uh, unde- undefeated streak she's on? I think it's 25. Oh, that's yeah. how I feel about that. 25, 26 wins this year, something like that. Where's it headed? Ugh. I don't even care. <laughs> I hope it's not headed to her. If she meets Chris Statlander, yeah. I'm going to reach through the TV and punch her. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I just don't, I don't get it. She's a good character. She's a good manager. I think that you can let her shine in many ways in that role. Mm-hmm. And then have her continue to work on her in-ring skills and then bring her up in an undefeated streak. Like, it just makes it seem... I mean, I know wrestling is predetermined, but it makes it seem so fake. Oh, you know? yeah. I know. I um, agree. And I don't care. When you that. have people out there who are not skilled at it, Mm-hmm. It makes it. It makes it all seem very fake. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I agree. And, and that's how I feel. And even these these two matches that you mentioned this week against Sky Blue, and Kier and Kiera Hogan, like. Yes, Julia Hart has improved, but it was still like very obvious I was watching a fake fight. Yeah, I hear you. Right. Um, and when you have people. Like Willow, or even Sky Blue, for example. That, uh, which, like, I, if you've listened to our show before, I don't normally speak super highly of her uh, and her ability in the ring, but uh, she's improved far more than Julia Hart has so far. And I feel like if you're giving people opportunities on a pay-per-view, why not put better talents on there? Here- and I'm not saying, like, she needs to stop wrestling or she needs to not be on television, I'm just saying she needs to improve before she's on something I'm going to pay money to see. You know? Yeah. And no, that, I that agree. to be like is that that's the only women's match so far. So the only women's match we're getting for Wrestle Dream is Julia Hart versus Chris Statlander. Whose dream is that? Yeah, that sucks. That's is that super that's sucks. official? Yeah, it's official. Oh, okay. Uh yeah, it sucks. Um so, let me let me take a left turn here for a second. So, what happened to Willow Nightingale? I think she got injured. Or, or I, I or don't think sick? so. I don't no, think, I think no. she's sick. I like. I think it was. A she did a run in on uh, on one of these shows this week. She did a run in to to help you, someone. Yeah, you can run it, do a run in, and not be medically cleared to yeah, wrestle. Yeah, but, but but that's not what I mean. What. Where is she? Why hasn't she gotten a, a push? Like, remember, she won the Owen Hart Cup. And yeah. she was the New Japan Strong Women's Champion. Well, she was supposed to have a match against Julia Hart. And it got canceled and changed uh, to Kiera Hogan. Like, that match was originally supposed to be Willow. But she wasn't medically cleared to wrestle, is what I remember hearing. I think maybe Wolf told me that. So why don't we see... Why aren't we seeing Chris Statlander versus uh, Willow? Willow, yeah. What a excellent question. That's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think maybe if Willow had been medically cleared or was able to wrestle on what day was that? Wednesday or I mean Friday? I mean, was that when was that? That was Saturday. Saturday, maybe. Uh, if she'd been medically cleared to wrestle, then maybe she would have won the match, and she'd be having the Wrestle Dream match. I don't know. That's a great question. I would 
100 million times rather see Willow Nightingale versus Chris Statlander. Because one, I think there would be a chance that she would get the belt. Uh, and two, the match quality would be vastly superior. Because now, like, watching this match, it's either going to be the result I expected or it's going to be the result that pisses me off. You know? Like, there's... With Willow, I'd be happy either way. Like, oh, good for Chris Statlander. She kept her belt. Yay, Willow Nightingale won the belt. With Julia Hart, if she wins that belt, I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to be so mad. Yeah, talk about not undeserving. Yeah. I could just picture her holding it up. She seems like she's not strong enough to lift the belt up. That's mean. That's it. I'm just being honest. What appearances and, you know... I'm 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 the one who's supposed to be entertained and who's supposed mm-hmm. to approve of these people. They're on my TV, you know. Yeah. I'm just giving my two cents. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem very athletic to me. Not not one bit. She seems like the the gal who would sit on the side during PE class in school. Mm-hmm. She she doesn't seem like the athlete who's winning a fucking belt. Yeah. Now if she were using some sort of black magic, okay. Now we're talking. Now we got something going. But so she's need, not. Yeah, you need but her, she's uh, not. You need her to start. Well, she's got her mist. She mists people. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But that, that also doesn't involve wrestling at all, right. really. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be cool if she started doing some sort of magic or something. Yeah. Or like, like not even I guess like black magic, like. Yeah. Because, I mean, really, they were presented as, like, a group of Satanists, you know? Basically. Um, and, like dark, and so, yeah. Death, death, dark metal Satanists. Yeah. Which is <laughs> fantastic. And so, like, let's see it, you know? Like, they started going in that direction, and then they took a quick, like, left turn out of nowhere, you know? I wish, I wish that had continued. What else you got for storylines? Well, that's how we're ending the Julia Hart thing? Yeah, how'd you want to end it? Well, what if she's going to (laughs) use... Now we're talking about black magic. (laughs) If she's going to use black magic, Mm -hmm. how do do we incorporate that in the show? (laughs) I know this is a terrible idea, but the image in mind was just very funny. Yeah. (laughs) Like the the Darth Vader-like... Force choke. Yeah. I think that would be a entertaining option. The force choke force on the opponent? Force choke on the opponent, yeah. Okay. What's your idea? Alternatively, I'm going to interrupt you before you can talk. Yeah. Um... If they can figure out, like, the technical way to make lightning happen and, like, strike the ring, I think it would be cool if she could, like, somehow strike her opponent with bolts of lightning (laughs) from, like, the ceiling. Like, if she could summon them, like, storm. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. So those are my thoughts. Okay. Those are your thoughts? (laughs) Yeah. What do you got? I'm thinking some sort of, you know, ceremony out in the woods and, you know, give us a, uh, a montage of it. Well, I uh, thought we were talking about in the ring. You're saying how can it help her in the ring? I was getting there. Jesus oh. Christ, if you give me two seconds. Okay, fine, go ahead. 
God in heaven. So, some sort of montage, like black and white in the woods, doing some sort of ceremony. And cut between black and white and in color, you know, that, that, that type of deal. Um, do some sort of ceremony. And then... And have it made clear that things are occurring in the match outside of the other participants' control. What? Like, she's getting out of holds, like, and they're like, how the, f- how the fuck did she get out of that hold? You know, they're bewildered. You know, they play it really big, play it up really big. How did she get out of that hold? I had her, you know? I had her. Dead to rights, I had her. So you so you could have it where she's uh, she's done some sort of uh, uh, luck spell, where she has good luck, and she just slips right out of holds, you know? And that's how she got out of the hold. Or, you know, we have it where uh, a wrestler just, she gets up on the apron, and the wrestler just comes right over to her, and comes right over, and, you know, he's enchanted by her, and then he gets oh rolled God. up, he gets rolled up for three, cause, because she's put on some, some love spell, you know? I know this sounds silly, you're giving me a look like it sounds silly, but it I think, awful. I think if you do it the right way, it could be pretty cool. My ideas were better. My lightning idea? My lightning idea was cool. I like the lightning idea. Yeah. I, I, I say do it all, yeah. So yeah. we're going to make Julia Hart the most powerful character in the company? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, like the Undertaker. Okay. Cool. Uh, summon the power of the lightning. I'm cool with that. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's where we're going to leave it. All right. Um... What else have we got here? Oh, okay, so yeah, one thing I wanted to talk about, um, kind of a kind of a storyline, uh, on the Grand Slam show, uh, the Wednesday, the Dynamite show. Uh, international champion John Moxley lost his belt to Ray Phoenix. So you know, great for Ray. That's who I was cheering for. Uh, great for him. I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but. Uh, supposedly, what? Supposedly, this is the story that I've heard. Moxley was not supposed to drop the belt. Uh, supposedly, he was supposed to win it, but because of the concussion that he had suffered early on in the match, uh, he felt that he knew he would need a little time off, and he he let Ray cover him at one point, and told. Rick Knox, the referee, he said to count, and he counted only to two, and then stopped because he knew that wasn't the finish of the match. And then Moxley yells "fuck you" at Rick Knox, and then they do it again. He uh, Phoenix drops him with a, another pile driver, you know, and then they count, and he does it one, two, three count after getting yelled at with the "fuck you." Uh, so that seems to be what happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, best wishes obviously go out to John Moxley as he recovers from what what the doctors say was a mild concussion. Don't don't get mad at me. I'm not a doctor. 
I'm just telling you what the doctor said. It was a mild concussion is what they said. Uh, Didn't look mild. Did not seem mild. Yeah. He looked like he was fucked up to me. Mm -hmm. He looked like he got pretty fucked up to me. But they say mild, so. That's good. I hope hope they're right. I hope they're right also. Well, you know, too, like, if you get hit in the head, like, it's disorienting. And so I'm sure even with a mild concussion, like, it can affect the rest of your body, you know? Yeah. Because it seemed like, I mean, it makes sense now that hearing that story, like, he wanted to get pinned because it looked like he physically couldn't lift himself up to kick out. But if he was trying to have the count go to three that first time, that explains why he didn't move, you know? Right. It wasn't that he couldn't move. It was that he was trying to end the match, you know? Right. So, yeah, so that's apparently what happened there. Uh, That was scary. That was scary, though. You know, what it looked, what it appeared to viewers, what it appeared to to us is that he took a, a pile driver... His head hit the mat, and then he couldn't move. Yeah. That's the way it appeared to us. But what really happened is he... The, the pile driver was just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. That the, the pile drivers were fine, se- seemingly. Mm-hmm. It was just a coincidence that it even took them. And he he got the concussion earlier on in the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another storyline... Uh, a cult has risen from out of Ring of Honor. Yeah, dig it. And has made its way to AEW, and they've been uh, they've been rising up through the the tag team ranks, and that is the Righteous. And just this week, uh, on one of the uh, the Grand Slams. The Rampage Grand Slam. Uh, thank you, yeah. They beat the Best Friends, the Kingdom, and the Hardys. I mean, the Hardys, one of the best tag teams of all time. Best Friends, okay, they're good. And the Kingdom, the team who everyone thought should have won, like the storyline, the Kingdom should have won. Yeah, the Ring of Honor tag so, belts. Yeah. yeah. You do the Kingdom versus... Mm-hmm. MJF and, Oh, you mean the current storyline? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You do the Kingdom versus MJF and Adam Cole. Yeah. So with Roderick Strong there mm-hmm. at ringside in a wheelchair. Like, it makes so me... So I don't understand why the Righteous... I mean, good for them. I, I like the Righteous, but I don't understand how the Kingdom aren't the, going to that match, aren't going to that title shot at the pay-per-view. Well, and when is this match... What match? The pay-per-view the, the match? Oh, is it, is it at the... Is it... Yeah, it's at the pay-per-view. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. At the pay-per-view. I thought that they... They're not wrestling. I thought that um, Better Than You Baby was wrestling Aussie Open at the pay-per-view. No. But that's FTR that's wrestling Aussie Open. Correct. Okay. And so do you... What are, what are my chances here, do you think, with the Righteous winning? Winning and, and winning the belts yes. from... I have no idea. Yeah. I I have no you. idea what they're doing in, anymore now. Like with yeah, with not putting the kingdom in this match, I'm clueless. Cause I thought, and that's one that one of the things I do like about AEW is that a lot of times they they you know they do surprise me, uh, and it turns out for the best. Um, 
So here, you know, I expected, everyone expected the kingdom to go over and have a match with MJF and Cole, mm-hmm. and that is not what we're getting. Uh, I'm so excited. We're getting the Righteous versus MJF and Adam Cole for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles. Who would have thought three, like three or four months ago, that would be a, yeah. on a fucking pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. What a weird match. But yeah, well, the kingdom will most definitely be around the ringside mm-hmm. of that match. I, I, I can bet you. Yeah. And, and I bet you they'll have a certain next strong individual with them. Mm-hmm. If he's out of the hospital. If he's out of the hospital. God, God willing. Mm-hmm. Roderick Strong. Yeah. Next strong. Yeah. So that's going to be quite a... It's going to be quite a match. That... We'll see what in the world goes on there. So, so yeah, the Righteous, their chances? Fuck, I don't know. Pretty good, maybe. I mean, I could see some... Something weird going down with Better Than You, Bebe, and the Righteous end up getting the belts. Yeah. From your lips to God's ears, make it happen. Uh, but yeah, so they're on. They're on quite a quite an upturn. Uh, you want to know what the best part of that is? What we get to hear their music. Yeah, the music's often. awesome. Yeah, their entrance music's like my favorite. Yeah, the Righteous mu- uh, entrance it's music is awesome. Slide guitar in it. It's so good. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Miro has been on Collision, and he's been doing some vignettes with CJ, his wife. Well, this was the first one that they were both in. Right, together. right. He did a vignette with yeah. CJ's wife, yeah. I should say, and it it raised more questions than it answered. So here's the questions that I think it answered. Okay. She's going to be a manager, so mm-hmm. she's sticking around to be a manager. Mm-hmm. and he doesn't get any say in who she can manage. Mm-hmm. So I think it, that that's what's clear, I think. But what I think it means, I think she's going to manage Hobbs. Yeah. I think so. You don't think so? I just think that, I don't know, the whole thing is odd. Like, Miro's promos, at first it was pretty pretty entertaining, you know, he'd talk about his his god and his hot wife and this and that. And I think they've always been confusing. Yeah, they have always been confusing. But at first it was entertaining. Yeah. But now they want us to try to follow them. But we can't because they're just confusing. And, like, we're smart not to talk about ourselves so highly. But, I mean, <laughs> if we can't understand it, like, where they're going with it, who yeah. can? You know? I mean, yeah. like... I don't understand what Miro's saying. I don't understand what CJ's saying. Yeah. That's yeah, what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just don't understand, like... We haven't been given a why for Miro. Like, with, like, the Redeemer, and he's abandoned the Redeemer. He's abandoned his wife. He said in one promo he was abandoning the chase for the gold. Right. So then, like, what are you doing? Yeah, why are you even here? Yeah. Why don't you go sit on the beach, dude? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I don't like when wrestlers say they don't want the belt. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you wrestling then? I agree. I agree. But yeah, nothing but confusion. Hopefully they make something better out of out of that. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. It's very confusing and it's become irritating. 
maybe it's like an abstract art piece where like you only are looking at small portions of it and then eventually you see like when you see it as a whole all the pieces somehow fit together and you see like an image you know I see yeah wow we're gonna leave it on that uh up next uh Santana and Ortiz uh are back both of them and they are both beefing with each other meaning they're mad at each other and Mike Santana, Santana got his first name, apparently. Uh, He won't talk to Ortiz, and Ortiz has been trying to talk it out with him, and Santana won't. So, are we going to see these two meet in a match? Don't you think we have to end up seeing Mm -hmm. these two meet in a singles match? Yeah, I think we have to. Plus, wasn't there some stuff, like, on social media, too, kind of leading that way between the two of them? There was, yeah. There There was a number of social media messages exchanged mm-hmm. uh, made it made it clear they wanted to fight each other. I love and when I th- wrestling incorporates social media into their storylines. Yeah, and I think it was, a, yeah, me too. I think it was a work. Yeah, me too. But yeah, no, I, lo- I like it too. It's, it's, it's like, it's like breaking the fourth wall, but not really, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It makes, it makes something that we know is not real seems so much more real. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So, I think sooner rather than later, we're going to see Santana and Ortiz fight. And now, on to the news. Do you think people, are people old enough that listen to us, that do they get that I'm like... Trying to mimic a tel- a telegraph wire. Oh, I just associate that sound with the news. I didn't actually news, know yeah. that that was supposed to be a telegraph wire. I think I thought that's what that sound is supposed to be. That makes sense now that you're saying that. I just thought it was like annoying beeping to let you know that the news is starting. No, I thought that was what that's no, supposed that, to be. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyways, do you think people get that? Well, I mean, they do now because you just said it. They do so. now, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it, so hopefully they get it. Uh, <laughs> in the news, uh, Malachi Black is dealing with a slight calf tear and a hyperextended knee. Uh, but he has said that we will see him sooner rather than later, so that's good news. Uh, he basically got on social media and was like, my back is fine, stop talking about my back, there's nothing wrong with my back. You guys make it sound like I'm like ready to retire because I'm so broken and yeah. I couldn't be farther from the truth. Yeah, the yeah. Inter- internet people will take off with a with an injury and mm-hmm. just ma- make whatever they will with it. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully he, he is back soon. Because one of my favorite parts of AEW. As of now, according to... Tony Khan, uh, the MJF and Adam Cole versus the Righteous match is still on for October 1st, but at the pay-per-view, 
but they will address Cole's status on Dynamite tonight as as we're injury, recording. Injury status, yeah. Yeah, he, he injured himself when, uh, when was it? He did a run-in. Yeah, yeah, at the end of a match. Was so it, it was when MJF, MJF beat, and Joe, yeah. MJF beat Samoa Joe, and, yeah, he did a run-in. To, near, like, celebrate. To celebrate, and, yeah. Looked like he uh, sprained his ankle or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Which, that can be, oh, that can hurt. Mm-hmm. A sprained sprained ankle. Yeah, he was, like, hopping, like, not putting his weight on it for the rest of the, the little segments. I've never had a severe sprain, but, I, oh, but I I've, I've sprained my ankle, and it's not fun. So, who knows what they'll do if, uh, if not. You know, if he can't go on October 1st, who knows what they'll do. Well, I guess they should just give the belts to the righteous. Well, MJF gets to pick a partner of his choosing. He has no other friends, so... You know, There's a certain next strong, next strong individual. individual yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be so funny. Who looked pretty good in the world title eliminator yeah. tournament, yeah. <laughs> oh, next strong. I love it. So this Saturday, AEW Collision drew its best rating since July. So that's good news. Uh, a lot of people were fearful that the show was going to drop off the face of the earth because CM Punk left, but it hasn't. It seems like it won't. Do you think RVD was part of the reason why? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. But part of the reason why also is just you know they they put on good shows and the word gets out. Hey, you hear about this and yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm sure Rob Van Dam was part of that, yeah. No doubt. Uh, Eddie Kingston signs a four-year deal with AEW and is done with the independents. So that's kind of uh, important. For now. For, for now, now. Yeah. yeah. So what this was is he's saying because of he wants to stay healthy and ready and available for AEW, or for Ring of Honor specifically, um, and New Japan, he's canceling his indie dates so that he can focus on defending his two titles. Right. And, and and once those commitments are no longer taking precedent, uh, or priority, I should say, uh, he'll, he'll go back to the indies some. Okay. See. So AEW is this is a big one. Uh AEW is reportedly expanding its pay-per-view schedule and moving to Max in 2024. Uh That has not been confirmed, correct? By Tony Khan. That has not been confirmed. Yeah. No. Uh it's been reported here there and everywhere. This was from Forbes. Yeah, Forbes. Okay, but it's it's not been confirmed uh, by anyone from AEW. But yeah, it seems like they're gonna have, you know, a a library of all the shows, on there. 
of all the all the dynamites going back to to whenever you know twenty nineteen. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, seems like that's what they'll do, and they'll have uh, all of these pay per views will be on the service, kind of like how WWE does it now with Peacock. So I can watch that all in Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega match as many times. I mean, like, not like which one was that? That was Forbidden Door two. I mean. Forbidden Tour 2, Will yeah. Ospreay and Kenny Omega match as many times as I want. Yeah. That's Sounds an awesome good. match. Yeah. Yeah, correct. As many times as you want. Um, so what do you think about this? 12 pay-per-views a year? Well, the article said more pay-per-views. It did not say definitely 12. It said 8 to 12 was likely. Um... And I'm okay with it, because I feel like it's not... All they need to do is just take the big shows that they do already on television and just move those to pay-per-views. So, like, not really Battle of the Belts. Or if they do Battle of the Belts, they need to make it so it's not boring and the matches aren't really in. Um, mm-hmm. But Battle of the Belts, for example, Grand Slam, which we just had, is another one. Winter is Coming is one. Like, they do these like mini pay-per-views on TV already. So I don't think it's going to change the product really at all, except maybe force them to put better matches on battle of the belts. That's Mm -hmm. the only like real change I could see it causing it that and bringing more fans to AEW because you don't have to pay $60 or $50 to see their Mm pay-per-views. So I think it's going to do nothing but good things. I agree for the most part. I am, uh, I'm alone in what I'm about to say. I'm sure of it. But I miss the days when there were just like five or six pay-per-views a year. And they were really special. You know, so feuds really built up to them. You know, you had like a two-month build up to a pay-per-view. It wasn't just, you know, pay-per-views over, start the next build up. On Monday, start the next build up for the for the challenger for the next pay per view. But even if AEW does twelve pay per views a year, it's not going to be like that because even when they have two months between pay per views, which they currently do, they don't start building their pay per view usually until like a week and a half before the pay per view. Yeah. So it's not like that's going to be a problem because, I mean, one of the complaints people have about AEW is there's no build to their pay per views. So, why not put the pay-per-views closer together since you don't have to worry about the build anyway? Yeah. Well, but like I said, I know I'm alone in that. They're going to end up going to 12 pay-per-views and never going back, and that's just the way it is. So, uh, but yeah, looks like they're going to have a huge deal with Max, and something should be announced fairly soon. Uh probably in the next week or so from everything I've read. It'll still keep their they'll still keep their television shows on TV though. Yes. This is just for their catalog and for pay-per-views. Correct. Are they going to call them PLEs? I don't know. I don't like that. You don't like PLE? No. You like PPV? Yeah. Why is that? Because it's been pay-per-view my whole life. Yeah. The times they are changing, Kay. Yeah. 
Yep. And is that it for the news? That's, that's all I have for the news. All right, then that takes us to our rankings. The rankings. Our top five, top five, top, 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 five. The top five rankings for AEW. So what do we want to start with? Men, women, or teams? Teams. So these are our official no bones about wrestling power rankings. We do it in a super secret way. We will never let you know, uh, but Kay and I determine between us a list of the top five for teams, for women individuals, and for uh, men individuals. So teams, this week, number five, coming in hot, Hook and Rob Van Dam. What a team. Mm-hmm. Number four, actually dropping a spot from last week just because of how much awesome, uh, uh, excuse me, of how many awesome tag team and trios matches we saw this week. Uh, The Righteous dropped a spot. Won a big match, but dropped a spot to number Mm -hmm. four. Didn't drop a spot on my list. (laughs) Uh, Third place, dropping two spots from first place. The World Tag Team Champions, FTR, who had a fairly easy title defense against the Work Horseman. Yeah. Don't make that sound as a Work Horseman. <laughs> that match was pretty good. You were just all like, ugh, the Work Horseman. So you didn't appreciate it, but the match was good. Number two, uh, making their debut on the top five, Adam Page and the Young Bucks winning the... Uh, Ring of Honor. See, I can't even. There's so many belts, I can't even think the of what they're man. doing. The Ring of Honor six man tag team titles. Uh, that was a big win, getting them from the Mogul Embassy. And number one, returning to number one, they were number two last week. Uh, the acclaimed and Daddy Ass, the AEW Trios champions, the World Trios champions. They're quite a team. They've only lost, what, like, once. And it was to the fucking the House, House of Black. Black yeah. And then they got their win back on them. That mm-hmm. They're quite a, a team. They've been number one on our team's ranking more than any other team. As they should be. You want to do men or women next? Let's do women next. All right. Uh, the women. Number five... Making her debut on the list, Sky Blue. Number four, falling two spots from number two. She was unable to get her belt back, Tony Storm. Number three, making her debut on the list. It was hard to keep her off the, the top five, despite what we said about her on the on the podcast. Uh, she's <laughs> going undefeated, and she's a top contender for the TBS title. Number three, Julia Hart. Uh, number two, up a spot from number three last week, the TBS champion, Chris Statlander. And number one, a member of the Outcasts, Soraya, the AEW World Women's Champion. So your top five, Soraya, Statlander, Julia Hart, Tony Storm, and Sky Blue. 
And last but not least, the men top five. So actually, two through five were not on the list last week. Huh. Only number one was on the list last huh. week. So two through five are all new to the list. Number five, Switchblade Jay White. Got a got a big win over Andrade Alilo on uh, Collision. Collision. Number four, Brian Danielson. Got the big win in the main event over Ricky Starks. Uh, in a Texas death match on, what was that, collision. collision yeah. yeah, that was a good collision. Number three, the new AEW international champion, Ray Phoenix. Number two, the Ring of Honor world champion and New Japan strong open weight champion, Eddie Kingston. How, can you believe it even? Can you believe how wordy that New Japan belt's name is? No, I can't. Like, you have to stop and think, like, for a few seconds of ever, like, which word comes next, and there's so many of them. Well, even if you do the proper title, it would be the New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Open Weight. No, no New Japan strong, Pro Wrestling Strong Open, open Weight, weight yeah. Championship. Yeah. And I think the word men's would be in there somewhere, too, because there's a women's one also. Maybe. Maybe. Anyways, Eddie Kingston, number two on the list. And number one, same spot as last week, your AEW world champion, MJF. Uh, So, folks, I'm going to make an announcement uh, real quick before we do our topic of the week. Uh, We are uh, going to stop covering WWE television shows. Uh, and sp- spend a little more more time focusing on AEW. Uh, we're still going to cover WWE premium live events. Uh, we'll still do recaps and previews for those. Uh, but uh, we're not going to do the the TV shows. Um, we're just there's only so much goddamn time in the fucking week, you know. It's five hours of wrestling. It's yeah, five hours of wrestling to watch, and then it take takes time to put together a show and record the show. It's mm-hmm. you understand, of course. So, and then we have lives and jobs, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, this is not our job. We're we're making no we make no money from this. Uh, so, uh, we're having to cut WWE loose. Something has had to give, so we're cutting WWE loose. Uh, no more WWE TV show coverage. But as a result of that, you will see more YouTube content from Asa. Correct, yes. I am going to start doing more YouTube content uh, starting this week, yes. Um, so, let's head to our topic of the week. Alright folks, and this week, the topic of the week here on This Week in AEW is... Entrance music. The always important entrance music of a wrestler. It uh, signifies to the crowd, you know, who you are, what you believe in, what you're going to deliver. You know, if you're a high flyer, you probably come out to some rocking music. If you're a big man, you probably come out to some slow, boom, 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 boom. Some Samoa music. That kind of thing, yeah. Some slow uh, beat music. Uh, 
if you got high energy, you know, you might come out to some kind of, you know, techno. Everything sounds fucking techno nowadays and dancey uh, with these wrestling themes. Um, but you get the gist of it. Uh, your entrance music is important. It plays when you enter and, most importantly, it plays when you win. So what is your victory celebration song, too, you know, uh, for, for your proudest moments of your career? Uh, that's a tough one to pick. And so we each have chosen our top five uh, entry music in AEW history. I also chose the worst two. I see. I, I didn't tell you about that part. If you want to pick your, your worst one or two also. No. No? Okay. Well, why don't you share your worst two with us first? Okay, number one is Jack Perry's new music. Yeah. It's awful. I mean, it's a good song. I like, it's Beethoven. I like Beethoven. Oh, it just doesn't fit him. It doesn't fit, it doesn't fit anything. It doesn't fit him. It doesn't fit wrestling. Yeah, it's a Beethoven symphony. It is like someone pulled the emergency brake on the show. You know, terrible. And the other, number two in the worst entrance music is the, the Young Bucks old song, the Be Elite song that's in the game. Oh my God, it's so annoying. It's just, like, so repetitive. Ugh. I hate it. Okay. okay. On to the positives. And the positives. The top entrance music in AEW. Why don't you go first, Kay? Do you want me to just tell you my fifth choice and work yeah. my way up? Yeah, five. Okay, so I, I'm going to say all five right now. So at number five, this is the one that I think you may not agree with, uh, is the Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett tag music. I love the mashup of their music together. I think they did an awesome job blending those two songs. And I love that, like, driving, like, sireny guitar sound on Jeff Jarrett's. Yeah. I think it's very, very good. Yeah. All right. What's your number five? My number five is uh, the elite Carry On Wayward Son by Boston. Just a classic song. Uh, they've got all these, you know, moves that they do choreographed to it. They're ridiculous. It's a beautiful song, uh, and just fucking rocking, rock and roll by Boston, getting getting the fans amped to see Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks uh, kick some ass. You know, is generally who it's who it's played for is Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks together. Um, but yeah, just and. and Getting the fans excited for when Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks have just kicked some ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what better excitement, uh, you know, what better music to go with mm-hmm. excitement than Boston? Yeah. So, yeah, number five. Speaking of the, getting the fans excited, um, my number four pick is uh, Judas by Fozzie for oh, Jericho. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. I did not uh, didn't even think of that. That's like what I think of when I think of AEW entrance music. That's the first thing that comes to mind for me. But it's my number four. Oh, it's I, not my favorite. Wow. I didn't even think of that. My number four, CM Punk, Cult of Personality by Living Color. I didn't even think of that because to me he's not an AEW anymore. It's a so. Hard, rocking, driving song. Uh, it has, you know, uh, political lyrics, and he he puts his uh, political beliefs out there. 
uh, even on the show, you know, we saw them put wear shirts that say, you know, like uh, support trans, support kids. trans so, kids, mm-hmm. and whatever else, you know, support uh, gay rights and mm-hmm. this and that, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, cult of personality. Uh, but and CM Punk is all about breaking down uh, authority, you know, fighting authority. And Cult of Personality is all about questioning authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the song suits the character really well. And it also happens to be a rockin' fucking song. So that's a good choice for, for him, for punk. Mm-hmm. So okay. number four, Cult of Personality, CM Punk. Number three. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the artist or the name of the song is, but it's Willow Nightingale's entrance music. Okay. I love it. It's just so positive and upbeat and happy and, like, dancey, but not in a obnoxious way. It's a little funky. Yeah. Yeah. And it just fits her character so well. Plus, on Ring of Honor, when they do it, Ann Riccoboni uh, raps through the through the whole thing. Of a, like, it's a different rap every week about Willow. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. It brings me joy. And uh, Caprice Coleman and Ann Riccoboni dance to it as well. It's nice. Oh, it's it's good music. That's for sure. I don't know if I'd put it in the top five of all time wrestler themes or A W A W wrestler themes. Oh, I absolutely yeah. It's number three. Okay. Uh, for me, number three, Kenny Omega "Battle Cry" by Little V. Yeah, that song that just gets you fucking amped up. Yeah, the one that sounds like a Mega Man. It sounds like a Mega Man video mm-hmm. game. Yeah, going off in the background. Uh, that song that Kenny Omega uses when he's a, a, a singles wrestler. I love that song. My number two. What? Oh. Oh wait. Yeah, number two. Yeah. 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 Um, I did not look up the names of any of the actual artists or song titles. But it's the righteous, their entrance music. Okay. Um, it just like speaks to my soul. Uh, that slide guitar in it is so good, and and their slow dance, Vincent's slow like dancing and snapping to it. Mm-hmm. Love it, love everything about it. It almost it almost made it to number one. Like, I almost didn't have a number two and had two number ones, but then I thought you would uh, not let me do that, so it got bumped down to number two. Hmm. It's a good song. It's a good song. Yeah. Definitely uh, sets the tone for who who the righteous are. Mm-hmm. Kind of swampy-sounding guitar. They seem like they crawled out of a fucking swamp, you know, and put their white white clothes on over their swamp uh, swamp ass, you know. That's that's the feeling I get from them, you know. Yeah. Uh, they can put on all the white that they want, but it seems like they have not washed themselves, you know. No. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's the way. That's the way that song sounds. Dirty. Uh, so for me, number two, Brian Danielson, The Final Countdown by Europe. That is a fucking epic song. You know, who can, mm-hmm. man, what's more epic 
than the final countdown. Not much. You know, that'll get you that'll get you revved up for a fight. You know, it's like the final countdown, the time is here. We're doing this. Let's start the match. Let's go. Uh just a great song. I'm not sure what that what that song's really about. I, I would I'd like to look into it and find out. I always assumed it's about, you know, like nuclear war. Mm-hmm. That's what I assumed. I think it's about also. nuclear war, uh, anti-nuclear war, but who knows um, what it's truly about. Uh, what's your, what's your? Oh, this is your number it's one. My number one. I, you could probably guess what it is, but I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. And I looked up the name, so I actually know the name of a song. Uh, it is called Dark Side of TR, and it is the FTR theme. I love it. It just is so, like, late 80s, like, mid to late 80s. It just is that sweet spot, mm-hmm. and it just fits their style of wrestling so well. And I love the the video, like, the fonts and stuff that they use with it. It's just perfect. Yeah. It is my favorite part of FTR, and I really like FTR as a wrestling team, so that says a lot that their music is my favorite part of them. Mm-hmm. No, it's a, it's a great theme. Suits them well. And I tell you, that theme to me, what's it called again? Dark Side of TR. Dark Side of TR. Weird. Um, it's it's very reminiscent of fans, if, if older fans will remember... Of the Midnight Express theme. Uh, they were a tag team in the NWA in the 1980s. Uh, fought the Rock and Roll Express all over the fucking country many times. But it's very reminiscent of the, the Midnight Express music. It's referred to in an article that came up when I was searching for the name of it as their Midnight Express themed track. Yeah. It's very much... Very much themed by Midnight Express. All right, and uh, my number one wrestler theme is going to someone who's new, uh, newer on the AEW stage, and that person is Rob Van Dam. It's Walk by Pantera. I feel like that's cheating. You don't get much more epic than walk. You know, just Pantera rocking and rolling and shouting walk and respect. What do you say? All that stuff. Shouting at an RVD's pointing at himself and doing flips and God knows what else as he heads to the ring. I love it. It gets me fired up. I want to go see some Rob Van Dam right now. That's an ECW theme song. He's used it in AW. I know, that's cheating. You're using a loophole. No, he's been here. He's had two matches and he's used it both times. I feel like that's cheating. He's had two matches and he's used it both times. I can't believe FTR didn't make your list. They barely missed. They, They would have been sixth. They would have been sixth. Sixth for me was when Orange Cassidy used the Pixies. Oh, well, they would have been seventh. They would have yeah. been seventh. Yeah. Which, I mean, I feel like his music now fits him better, but I loved getting to hear the Pixies every week. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy's theme is a, is a great one. I don't mm-hmm. know what it's called, but yeah. it's a great one. Beep, boop, 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 boop. 
That's what it's called. That's not what, wow, it sounds at all. <laughs> no, it's not. So, folks, hopefully you, uh, well, real quick, what's your favorite, what's your favorite wrestling theme? Not, not just AEW, any wrestling organization. What's your favorite wrestling theme? Can I ask a question before I answer that? Okay. Do you mean, like, which one I think is the best? Or the one that I I enjoy listening to What makes you want to get up and clap? It is FTR's music. Yeah? It is my all-time favorite wrestling entrance song, yes. Wow. Wow, weird. Why? It's awesome. It is awesome. It's well done. I mean, it suits them. It's something I would listen to, like, on the radio for fun. It suits them. It's good. Yeah. But the one I think is, like, the best for the wrestler, Stone Cold Steve Austin has the best rent entrance music, hands down. The shattering of the glass and then the, like, like stompy Burnett. music. Yeah, yeah. So it's perfect. It fits him 100%. Yeah. Stone Cold theme is tough to beat. Yeah. So what about you? You have so much more to draw on because I don't know most wrestlers' themes from, like, the 80s and 90s. I don't. I cannot say. I will not say. You what? You asked me, but you won't say? I won't say. Oh. I cannot, cannot, cheap. I cannot say. Every time I, the one comes in my head, another one comes in. It's like, but this, but this, but this. I, I can't. What about two? Can you pick two? No, that's a no face. It. So. If we're going, if we're going by the. Just like the, the the way that the wrestlers use them to 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 you know show their character, uh-huh. uh, I would go with "Walk" by Rob Van Dam, and then man, maybe Enter Sandman for the Sandman in ECW. He would just walk to the ring and chug beers and smash the cans on his head while Metallica played. It was kendo stick and yeah, it got you got you ready to see some wrestling, you know. ECW sounds scary. ECW is the shit. <laughs> ECW is the shit. Yeah, we gotta watch more ECW. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, hopefully you enjoyed the show. Um, so this this is our only weekly show now. Mm-hmm. This week in AEW, it will be, usually, will be on Tuesdays. Uh, we had something come up yesterday. But yeah, it'll be on Tuesdays. And uh, we'll usually come out in the evening time. So when can they hear from us next? Because we have a show before Well, next you Tuesday. can hear from us next. Probably going to be Thursday. We'll do uh, We'll do a... AEW Wrestle Dream preview show. I would say Thursday. Look preview for and prediction. Preview show. and prediction show. Yeah, look for that Thursday. Um, it'll be on our uh, every, wherever you get podcasts. It'll be there. Also, while you're there listening, please rate us five bones, five stars, five pumpkins, whatever they'll let you rate us. Please and hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any new content we have coming out. Yep, and check out our YouTube channel. Uh, no Bones About Wrestling YouTube channel. Uh, we have some of our podcasts on there. Uh, we have some material that is not podcasts on there. And there's going to be new material uh, 
debuting on there starting this week, actually. Mm -hmm. So give it a watch. And folks, as Mick Foley would say, have a nice day. Bye.